everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Alex. We are here to talk about the Giants versus Rams game at 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. And just to start out with everything, I guess New York Giants fans, they're doomy, they're gloomy. Their team has been official, well, like our team, really, has officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Why are we even watching anymore? Are we just watching because we want to see if the Giants lose again so we can get a higher draft pick and solidify our top five pick in the draft? Like, why even watch them against successful teams like the Rams and the Eagles again? I don't want to see that. Well, you know what? If you really are a ride or die, a true Giants fan, we know that this team has been eliminated from the playoffs weeks before the end of the regular season. It's one of those seasons again, unfortunately, yes. But we are going to stick through. We're still here for a preview. And we're going to talk about this Giants team. We hope, again, you enjoyed your holiday and your Christmas. If you're listening, you know, after uh, and you just listen to our recap episode against the Eagles because we recorded that after Christmas. But, you know, a happy holidays to you with New Year's coming up. Let's uh, let's stay. Let's have a great time. Let's stay safe, though. You know, I got I'm, I got to be the safety police a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have a great time. We're going to watch the Giants on. I believe it is New Year's Eve that day. So. Let's let's think about this in a positive light, right? Win or not, you're going to have a fun day. You're going to watch the Giants at 1 o'clock. Once that game ends, win or lose, we're going to go and enjoy and have some fun on New Year's Eve. So a win is a win, guys. I don't know what else more you want. Alex, I don't know what else more you want as you join me here. We're going to ask you how you're doing right now on this Thursday evening. Sorry, that was a really weird start to the question. But that's I was like, not, what I'm, is he? On a really weird Thursday evening, Alex, go now. Oh, my God. I was so confused. I was looking at you. Like, Alex, how you doing? Like a, a, like a dog who it's like 30 minutes past his at dinner time or something. I don't know. I was so confused. Um, I'm doing well. Um, it's been a it's been an interesting week. Obviously, the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's is always like a I don't know. It's kind of like weird. It's like it doesn't really exist, if that makes sense. I don't know if you people know understand what I'm saying. Also, really weird is that like first first time in college for us, right? So we have like the month off. Yeah, it just feels like another week, and that's just so odd to me because this is normally our break. It's our one week, and then we go back to high school or middle school or I mean, wherever we were. Right? It was just a one week off, and now I feel like now I feel like I'm not really fully taking in the holidays just because like. We get home a week or two before Christmas and we leave a couple weeks after Christmas. And it just like, I don't even like, it just kind of like flashes by and it just mushes together. And I, I don't like it, Alex. I feel like these days are flying by and we have so the months quickly. off, but I'm not even taking it in. And it, another thing, we don't have work. It's so weird. I always know going into break, I'm always so mad at those one or two teachers that are assigning me an essay or a project over break. But we have nothing, and I feel like I'm wasting my life day by day as it goes by. I'm like, I didn't do anything today. I didn't do this. Like, obviously, yes, I'm doing things, but it's like I feel, like, empty, like, no work to do. Like, it's so weird, like, starting your day, like, I don't have, like, work for school. It's just like, is it just me? I mean, yeah, I get that for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's passing by so quickly. Like, I'm going back to school and, like, nine days which is kind of crazy so like you know i i didn't it's it's just been flying by i should say um but it yeah sucks. i don't know it's uh i wish it would go so much slower it sucks yeah i don't know it's it's like yeah it's a lot of different jumbled up feelings that no one really cares about to be honest they care about the giants but 
Um, yeah, it's definitely like an interesting time, I would say, at least your first like winter break or whatever. But like I said, no one really cares. Um, and if you do care, we appreciate that. Um, you know, this Giants team, it's <laughs> been it's been one hell of a ride this season, hasn't it? Like, if you don't care, that's anyway, Giants. Anyway, now. <laughs> who the hell cares about us? Um, you know what? You're talking about roller coasters of emotions. It's a roller coaster of a season. It has been. Oh my goodness! Look at me. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. It's <laughs> been. It's been a roller coaster ride. And the Eagles game. It felt like the Giants could possibly win against the Eagles for the first time in 800 years or whatever it's actually been. Um. It, it felt. It was like. It was something like gashed open in my chest, and then it healed so quickly. Uh, once I realized that, of course, the Giants are not going to beat the Eagles. It's impossible. It's never going to happen ever again in my lifetime. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a gray hair on my head uh, before the Giants beat the Eagles again. But yeah, it's it's rough, and um, you know the Giants they're solidifying themselves as a top five uh, draft pick, or at least every day, every loss uh, that continues, they are doing so. Um, you know, we had the stat per ESPN Analytics, they have a 72.8 percent chance of finishing in the top five of the NFL draft. Quarterback is an option. Wide receiver is an option. Some random player is an option. Brock Bowers is an option. And if we all want to jump off bridges. So it's there's a lot of different things that could happen going forward. And I, you know, I don't really know where this franchise is going to go in the next, you know, obviously we've got two more weeks, two more games. But, you know, looking past that, the next three or four months are going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, Alex, I mean, get ready to start up for that uh, free agent episode. I mean, the draft scouting, and, and obvi- we love the draft scouting, but also, you know, the free agency that comes with that too. And who do we want to keep? Who do we want to, le- you know, lose? And I think cap room is going to be something we want to discuss now with Saquon Barkley again with the franchise tag is going to come up into question. A lot of people this season, I think more key players than last year who are up for a new contract. Do we want to keep them? Do we want to lose them? Where do we want to look? So, I mean, I'll tell you listening to look out for that episode because uh, we do do one every offseason. We look at all the Giants who are going to be free agents. We mention if we want to keep them or we do not. Um, and where we look at for sort of like a contract in a, in a in a little bit of a sense of where it would be. Obviously, we don't know the exact current market. Uh, but we can kind of guesstimate on on those terms. And yeah, like you said, Alex, a roller coaster of emotions, not only in our personal lives over break, but also this season. You're going right in the, to the beginning of the season. Now, two weeks out uh, of the end of the regular season, but you go back to the beginning and that Cowboys loss. And before the season, such high hopes for this team with Darren Waller getting added, with Jalen Hyatt getting added to this explosive offense. What is it going to become now? How are, How good are we going to play? Saquon Barkley on a prove-it franchise tag. Is he going to ball out this year? And then everything coming crashing down with, you know, the team just not living up to its standards, getting dominated by their opponents because we were kind of fooled with how easy that schedule was last year and how we were able to kind of miracle run it with a bunch of practice squad receivers and such into, you know, the places of a wild card in a divisional round matchup, right? And then Daniel Jones tears his ACL into the season, and now we're stuck with, nope, not Tyrod Taylor because he's also injured, right? So Tommy DeVito for a few games, then he shines, and now we're back down to level playing of just a mediocre team without a starting quarterback. I think that's everyone's worst nightmare, and it came to fruition. 
Um, yeah. I don't least, know what else to say. At least we're not the that. Panthers, guys. At least we're not the Panthers. Yeah. Or even worse, the Detroit Pistons, who somehow I don't even know what happened. Ugh. I thought my Nets were going to lose to them. I was very scared, but we did not break the streak. It looked like the Celtics were going to break the streak, but I think Josh just told me that they ended up losing. So you could be a Detroit Pistons fan. And I mean, the Pistons at least have Cade Cunningham. So they, they got some hope, so right? I guess. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just. It's really, it's tough. To, you know, we're giving, I'm going to give ourselves a round of applause, Josh and I, for getting on the mic still, considering how depressing the season has been. Um, but there's a lot of hope going forward, I think. You know, this is going to be an off season of reflection. So last time. Oh, what? Speaking of, sorry, I was to say we said that last time. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be out when you're listening, but I compiled the best of 2023 giant take video. Oh, yes. I did do that. And um, it's just kind of molded throughout the season, you know. Um, yeah, if you were able to tune in, it'll kind of be throwbacks for you. If you weren't, you'll be able to see our. I have our previews. I have us predicting the Giants, you know, first round picks. I have us before the draft, by the way, like two months before. It was pretty impressive. You should go check out the best of 2023 video. I have us our draft reactions to a couple NFL picks. I have our funny moments with interviews and such, and uh, our reactions to the Giants' loss to the Cowboys with all of that. But one thing that we said, it was it was something Alex said. It was oh, the God. first day, January 1st, 2023, where the Giants absolutely crushed the Colts last year. And Alex said something along the lines of, first day of 2023, I hope every day is just as good for the New York Giants. And it lasted I thought that like was, two weeks. <laughs> that, <laughs> And I thought that was such a good, like, what a great quote, like, looking back on it. And it was a great way to start the video. I believe that was the, well, it was because it was January 1st. The first clip I have in that video is you saying, I hope every day is the Sprite for the New York Giants in the year. Oh, um, God. As we come to the close about four days out from the new year. So, anyway, all this we are reminiscing. We're going to this game, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I, I think so. So, let's go to Tuesday's practice. And we... Nothing really happened in practice itself. It was more outside in what Brian Dable had to say, which was that on Tuesday, at least, he had no decision yet for who was going to start on Sunday versus the Rams. But we do know about a quarterback that went to the Jaguars, which was QB Matt Barkley, who was the Giants' third-string quarterback. So we are now without a third-string quarterback that I know of. I haven't seen them sign anyone yet off of free agency, at least to join the practice squad. But don't worry, because on Wednesday... Brian Dable confirmed that it was going to be Tyrod Taylor starting again at quarterback. I think that needed to be done. If he went back to DeVito, I don't think fans would respect him. I don't know if he cares that much about that, but I think he cares about the locker room. And I don't think the locker room would be on his side. He knows how dismal that offense was before Tyrod Taylor got put in the game and how it was kind of brought back to life and momentum was kind of put in the favor. I mean, when I think it was Pam Oliver, the sideline reporter for the Giants game, it might have been her. Um, whoever it was, when she was talking about it on the air, she said the reason that he made the change to Tyrod Taylor was to motivate and revitalize this Giants team in the locker room at halftime. It was trying to get a momentum shift. Mixed with Tommy DeVito not finding open receivers and having a bad performance, obviously. Uh, but I think it would be nearly not impossible. It would be a tremendously horrible decision to go back to Tommy DeVito, uh, not only for personal pride, 
or a head coaching role in general, but for the players in the locker room, they want Tyrod to start. He's the veteran on the team. He should ride. You should ride him out for the last two games of the season, and I'm sure, Alex, uh, you agree. Yeah, I mean, you got to ride him out. He's the better quarterback. If you want to win till the very last day, then it makes sense. Um, If he hadn't pulled him in the second half of that last game, then I think Tommy DeVito, you start him, whatever, who cares at this point. Um, But the fact that you made that switch now, you have to continue with it. You have to stick with it. Um, And I I don't think there was really a decision to be made. Uh, It was obvious that Tyrod was going to have the job back. And, um, you know, he really deserves it as as a veteran here who's really had a tough time in his career considering the talent he does have. I'm not saying he's a top quarterback in this league, but he definitely deserved a few more chances um, to gain a starting job than he ended up getting. And uh, he's had a really rough career. So hopefully... He balls out these next couple of games and gets himself a nice little contract uh, next year where he can fight for a starting job once again. Um, but yeah, it, it was the right decision for sure to start Tyron Taylor. And I'll transition now to the injury report. The Rams, they they felt my pain. They were like, don't worry, Alex. Only two players on the injury report for you to read. It's really easy. Um, don't worry about it. It's going to be you know, a quiet episode. It'll maybe take 10 seconds for you to read those guys. And the Giants came in and said, hold on. Let me just pop a cheeky 20 players on the injury report for you to read out. Um, and I'm going to get right into it because I cannot wait. Uh, Deontay Banks with a shoulder injury did not practice on Wednesday but was limited on Thursday. Lawrence Cager with a groin injury did not practice on Wednesday but was limited on Thursday. Dexter Lawrence with a hamstring didn't practice on Wednesday but was limited on Thursday. Sean Robinson with a back injury was uh, out on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, Nacho, with a knee injury, was uh, out on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Saquon Barkley was limited with an elbow on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. Ben Bredesen with a quad, limited on Wednesday, uh, full participant Thursday. Jamie Gillen, with that groin injury, uh, was limited both days. Adoree Jackson, with an ankle, was limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. Justin Pugh, with an elbow injury, uh, was limited both days. Wondell Robinson with a quad was limited on Wednesday, full participant Thursday. G- uh, John Michael Schmitz with a shoulder was limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. And Darren Waller was a limited participant with a knee injury on Wednesday before returning in full to practice on Thursday. Now moving to the Rams, a much, much shorter list. Trey Tomlinson, the cornerback with a hamstring injury, did not practice either day. And Joe Noteboom, the guard, uh, with a foot injury, didn't practice on Wednesday, but uh, returned in a limited capacity on Thursday. And that is your Giants and Rams injury report. Thank you, Rams, for keeping it short. Giants, we got to get healthy. Um, and, and that's pretty much the the story there. And I guess we'll take a quick break here uh, before transitioning to our NFL picks. All right, welcome back here to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Rams preview. Just before I get to our NFL picks, um, Alex, that Giants list just really shows welcome to the final couple weeks of the NFL season. Everyone's banged up. I mean, I don't know what the Rams are doing. I mean, like, can we get the, that trainer at you know at our facilities next year? Only two guys yeah, with in injury report what, in the what final. What magic is he doing? <laughs> and what wrongfulness is happening with the Giants and their training oh staff? My God. I have no idea. Uh, but we get to this point in the NFL season where those picks really matter. I feel like we're pretty deadlocked even so far this year at this point. So I don't know the tally. I never total it up because I don't want to know and I don't want anyone to kind of like know where it looks. Um, we kind of just 
again, like estimate where we think we are like during the playoffs too. Like if we're down one week, we kind of do some wild picks to switch it up. Um, but I don't really know. And I don't look, so I have no idea where we are. Another week where we both deadlocked at eight and seven, both of us separate because, oh, I don't remember the exact games it was. Um, I think the Bengals game, you picked whoever won that one, won that game. Yeah, I Whoever think I picked the Bengals, and the Steelers played. ended up no, starting No, you didn't Mason pick the Rudolph. Bengals. They lost. The Bengals lost. You picked the, the team that they played. Oh, the Bengals, yeah, yeah. So I they picked got, the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. I don't know why, but they did end and up winning. And then the game that you lost that I got was, if I look back at it right now, I'll I'll get it. Um, There was a lot of funky games over the Christmas week. Buccaneers, so Jaguars. A... You picked the Jaguars, I picked the Bucks. Yeah, the so Jaguars that... have been collapsing. So that is Crazy. why we both went eight and seven last week. All right, Alex, start us off with uh, well Thursday night football that's actually concluding right now, but it, yeah. we made the picks it is prior concluding to the game. as we speak. Uh, we both ended up having the Browns against the Jets, which was a good pick because the Jets are losing by seventeen points at the moment. Trevor Simeon not leading them to the promised land. Uh, Saturday night football: Lions Cowboys. Uh, we both have the Lions. Uh, interesting. Usually, I'm someone who picks the Cowboys. I don't know why I didn't this time. Well, just I actually have no reason for it. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, the Lions win. Texans and Titans. We both have the Texans. Looks like C.J. Stroud is making his return. Falcons, Bears. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Josh is gonna go with the Bears. Ravens, Dolphins. I'm going Ravens. Uh, obviously, had that huge win against the 49ers. Josh is going with the Dolphins. Um, Buccaneers and Saints. We both have the Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills. We both have the Bills, Cardinals, Eagles. We both have the Eagles, Jaguars, Panthers. Uh, we both have the Jaguars, Colts, Raiders. I've got the Colts. Josh has the Raiders. Um, and then 49ers against the Washington Commanders. It's going to be a bloodbath. Um, we both have the San Francisco 49ers. Only a few games for you to do this week, Josh. I just realized. Yeah, no Monday Night Football, only three games in the 4 o'clock window, one Sunday Night Football game, but that's all right because I'm going to talk about something in a second. First, we have Steelers-Seahawks. Uh, we both have the Seahawks winning that game. Chiefs-Bengals both have the Chiefs winning that game. This is the I'm going to talk about, the split between the both of us. Broncos versus Chargers. Alex going to ride Broncos country all the way Jared into Stidham the arrived. fire. The Jared Stidham led. Against Easton Stick. Denver Broncos, it's going to be a QB battle for the ages, and we split on that. I stick winning that game. What a last name. By the way, Russell Wilson getting benched, Alex. Future Giants quarterback next season, maybe. He's going to get cut by March is the the report right now. I don't know if you saw that. That came out today. I did see that report, yeah. He, he will be cut by the from the Broncos by March. May, is am I a Russell that, Wilson defender, or do I think he's being unfairly treated? Like, they did go on a seven-game win streak. Like they were one and five, and then they went to no six-game win streak. Then they went to seven and five. And Russell was Wilson that coaching was or was that Russell Wilson? He was balling. He was balling. I was watching Russell Wilson. Russ was balling. I don't think it's Russ. I don't think it's Russ. Let me just say that. But maybe I'm well. Just... Bring him to the how, Giants. Bring how ecstatic would you be if he signed with the Giants? I would not be happy because that means we're really? paying another quarterback big money, and I don't need that. I want to draft a quarterback at this point. You still think he's worth a lot? Who? Like, Russell he, Wilson? He, I mean, he just got benched. Money. He just got benched by the Broncos. You think he's whatever team? So he gets cut, right? He gets cut okay. by his team. Wait, no. Let me go, and then you go. <laughs> he gets 
He gets benched in the second to last week of the regular season, right? Then, is it third to last or second? Second to last. He gets second benched last. by his, by his uh, team second to last game of the regular season. Confirmed, confirmed that he's going to get cut by his team before March. And you're telling me when he talks to other teams, him and his agent are still going to claim that he's a big money quarterback? Because then, here's the thing, right? They, him and his agent say that to other teams, right? That he that he's looking at to sign with, they're gonna be like, "Bro, you just got benched and you got cut from your other team. Like, you are not worth this amount of money. We can even have you as a backup to develop a young quarterback that we have in the draft. That's what we want you as. Like, what is he gonna say to that? No, I want to be your starter. I deserve it. And then they're gonna be like, "Well, no, you don't, because you just got benched and cut. So I I don't know what defense he has to be a quarterback getting paid that much money let me throw you another scenario last okay. year same time Derek Carr benched by the Raiders cut sure. by the Raiders signs a four-year 150 million dollar deal with the Saints similar scenario uh, a quality quarterback who is just kind of struggling could possibly happen again we all know what Russ is capable of so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he demands in the thirty-five to forty million dollar range, but I don't know exactly but, what he's. But I mean, who knows? Do we? I mean, Derek I, Carr, for example, has not worked out at all good for the Saints. So, well, let's talk about Derek Carr, right? Because him and the and the Raiders, I feel like are. I mean, sure, like Russ might not like the Broncos, obviously, especially now because they benched him, but um. The, the relationship with the Raiders and Derek Carr was poor. They it was always both, bad. Both yeah. parties never enjoyed each other. So I feel like putting him into the same category when Russ was just plainly bench. And I feel like for most of the part, even when the team was struggling, enjoyed the organization that he was with, still proceeds to get benched. I think it's a different story because they cut Derek Carr because both sides were just not in agreement of each other. I think Russell Wilson is, I mean, obviously pissed because he just got benched, but even more pissed because he's like, guys, like, we had something going. Like, what, what are you Man. doing, you know? Well, also the injury thing, right? The injury guarantee is why they're sitting him. Like, I feel like that cannot keep a good taste in someone's mouth either. So I don't really know, like, how similar or different those situations are. But I honestly, at this point, you cannot be surprised with what happens in the NFL. You're telling me the Atlanta Falcons with Arthur Smith wouldn't think about splashing some big cash on Russell Wilson um, to add to their portfolio. I mean, I don't know. Just like a random thought. They got Desmond Ritter. They got Taylor Heineke, both not great quarterbacks. That's an example. Um, commanders. See the commanders going to D.C. I mean, who knows what where he could go, where he could end up. The Patriots. Who even knows, right? So there, there's a lot of options here, I think, and I wouldn't count uh, I wouldn't count Russ out just yet. But maybe that's just me, um, who's a big Russ fan. But anyway, and as we're talking, Alex, the Browns have officially clinched the playoff spot for the second time in four years. Congrats to the Browns and the Joe Flacco-led Browns, by the way. Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year, by the way. Um, leading that team without Deshaun Watson most of the year. Without a competent quarterback, not the greatest weapons outside of Amari Cooper. Um, a banged-up offensive line throughout a lot of the season. A defense that has been so majorly improved, even though they haven't added a whole bunch of pieces. So uh, a really, really 
uh, good performance. Kevin Stefanski deserves to be up there in, in the Coach of the Year talks. I don't think his name gets thrown around there enough. But, yeah, congrats to the Browns for making the playoffs. And interesting to see what they'll do with Deshaun Watson, that's for sure. No Deshaun Watson, Alex. No Nick Chubb. No Nick I mean, Chubb, was, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I know we had Kareem Hunt, and that's a pretty good backup. But, I mean, you're missing your start. You know, Kareem Nick Chubb is a Nick top Chubb. three back in the league, undisputed. So yeah, yeah. So I think we have to give credit to that as well. Yeah, um, Kevin Stefanski, hell of a job. Back to our uh, NFL picks, you know, and then like yeah. the Giants preview. This has been the most non-Giants Giants preview we've ever. Recorded, I, who wants so to talk about the Giants at this point? We, Come on, <laughs> we appreciate you sticking with us. Packers Vikings is the end of this. This is a football game, and we both have the the Packers winning that game. Okay. Back to the Giants. I'm sure everyone wants to hear about that. Uh, we're going to talk about our players to watch real quick, but I will start out with my Rams player to watch, and that is someone that has been literally a top-tier running back in this league this season, and I feel like some people still don't even know his name. So I'll tell you his name right now. His name is Kyron Williams. And you might be like, Kyron Williams, I feel like I remember him out of the draft. Alex and I definitely do because we talked about him. We, we actually big fans, him, by the way. Credit to us. A- in a couple in a couple of mock drafts, we drafted him to the Giants. And he's actually second in rushing yards in the season. Only behind, obviously, the best running back in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. But I don't think anyone would have thought in the beginning of the season that Kyron Williams would be second to Christian McCaffrey for the second most rushing yards in the league. So that is my Rams player to watch. And then for the Giants... This guy, can he continue being consistent for another game with Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback? And that is Darius Slayton. Obviously, Taylor and Slayton connected on a great deep pass and a route by Slayton that led to a Giants touchdown and their longest receiving touchdown, I believe, of the season. Can they continue that connection in this game? Um, We'll have to wait and see. And that is why Darius Slayton is my player to watch. And like we said last episode, too, Darius Slayton has solidified himself once again as the Giants' number one receiver for another season, which I believe is now, what did we say, four seasons in a row that he's been that, five seasons in a row that he's been that. So anyway, he's my Giants player to watch again for this game against the Rams. Go ahead, Alex. All right, my Rams player to watch. This is a guy that we were talking about a lot in draft previews uh, for this past 2023 NFL draft, and that's Kobe Turner, a very undersized defensive lineman um, out of Wake Forest, he was, I think, really similar to Kalaja Kansi, who went to the Buccaneers in the first round, actually, and he's had some decent production as well. But Kobe Turner, he has six and a half sacks this season, but four and a half of them have come in his last five games. He's really turning it up. Um, he's undersized um, on the interior for sure, but he has a lot of pass rush moves. He's very savvy in the interior. Maybe not the strongest against the run, but in terms of getting after the quarterback against you know, a rookie in John Michael Schmitz, and then obviously some shaky guard play, uh, whether it's Justin Pugh, Ben Bredesen, whoever it may be, um, Mark Lewinsky. So uh, I think he could be, you know, when you're when you have to double Aaron Donald, uh, you're going to have leave some one-on-one matchups. And when Kobe Turner, if he can get his hands on a one-on-one matchup against someone like um, Justin Pugh or Ben Bredesen or even JMS, uh, I think he could really, really thrive. And um, I'm interested to see how he does, and he's been really, really productive in the past few games. Third-round pick for the Rams. And then for the Giants, I know it's a basic one, but whatever. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he gets his job back. He gets his starting job back. Can he prove it? He has money on the line, literally, uh, in terms of his next contract, his next move. 
Uh, can he prove in these next two uh, two weeks that he deserves to be a starter, or at least in a situation where he has a shot to be a starter? Uh, can he get a long-term deal for himself? A lot of things on the line for Tyrod Taylor individually, so he's going to have that motivation uh, to go forward and to, and to play well and to win some football games. So interested to see how he does uh, in these last couple of matchups. And then my score prediction, I'll transition to that. I'm going to go with a 34-20 to 20 Rams victory. I think the Rams... They're, they're a really good team. They're really well coached. They run the ball really well. They have weapons in the passing game with Puka Nakua. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, obviously. They got some receivers that are kind of under the radar and Demarcus Robinson, Tutu Atwell. So they got a lot of weapons, and um, their defense is obviously very strong as well. Some weakness in the secondary, but it uh, shouldn't be too much of a concern for them considering the Giants' lack of strength at the receiver spots. So they just match up really, really well against the Giants. Uh, pretty much everywhere. So I, I think this is going to be a relatively easy win for them. And, um, you know, they're going to be very motivated to try to clinch their playoff spot uh, come week 18. Did you say your score prediction in that? I believe, did I? Oh, I did. Did I not say my score prediction? I think you said, like, they're they're better than them in any way and it'll lead to a okay. win. My score and then prediction I thought was... you were going to be like, oh, it'll be a blank, blank win for the Rams. <laughs> And then he just never said the score. I believe. I mean, I, when you when maybe you I it missed back, it. I right. I could be the idiot here. Who knows? Um, I have the Rams winning thirty-four to twenty. There we go. Now I think I heard it. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and then twenty-six thirteen is my score prediction with a Rams victory. Uh, there, Alex. I do want to ask you. I was actually going to say this. So you know, this is we don't even think about it. We just flow so well. Is that uh, I talked about it earlier, you know, previewing in the next couple of months or whatever when we do that um, Giants for agents. We want to keep who we want to don't keep or not keep, whatever the right wording is there. You mentioned Tyrod Taylor coming up with the contract here right now, Alex, right here before this game against the Rams so far this season to this point. He has point. to go. He has to go. Okay. Done. You, you can't because you have Daniel Jones under contract. He's going to be on the Giants next year no matter what. So you already have him. You're going to have You're probably Tommy DeVito. You have to take a quarterback. Even Joe Shane said that. You can't Shane roster. Said they are going to, like, I, Alex, take I can a say quarterback. With 99% certainty from how Joe Shane said it, in the middle of the season, the Giants are going to take the quarterback in the shot. I didn't say first round. I said in the draft. It will yeah. be done. There will be a pick where the Giants take a quarterback. So you can't have more than three quarterbacks on the roster. You can't have really more than two. You're going to have DeVito, hopefully, on the practice squad. I mean... It just doesn't make sense. And Tyrod Taylor, he's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to have a chance of starting. And uh, if Daniel Jones is there getting paid $40 million, he's not going to start. And if you have a rookie, um, he's not going to start either. You know, it is interesting, though. I could definitely see Tommy DeVito, if he does end up staying around in the practice squad all the way through to the beginning of the season, immediately once a quarterback gets injured on another team, he's getting signed. Absolutely. To, to a backup yeah. role. So it, even if he does stay around in the practice squad, I think I will I don't believe he'll get a who uh, he would be on the Giants practice squad too long. I think he would be a phenomenal backup for Aaron Rodgers in New York. As diehard Jets fan, I can see that. What? No? As you a don't diehard think so? Jets fan, Devito grew up a Jets fan. You didn't know that? Oh, he did really? Yeah, I did not know that. I was confused. I thought you were calling yourself a diehard Jets fan. Oh, no, I, know, I like, said Devito, diehard, Jets, diehard fans, Jets fan. I can see that. Yeah. Um, no, I did not know that. Interesting. I can okay. see it. I mean, maybe. I, still he could have actually his cutlets asked, here. He was actually cutlets are still available. 
He was asked on the Pat McAfee show about Tommy DeVito, Aaron Rodgers was a few weeks ago when he was balling out. He was like, what are your thoughts on, you know, DeVito sharing that life with you or whatever? He was like, yeah, good quarterback. So maybe, maybe. Who um, knows? Anyway, there's your little preview to when we talk about free agents soon. Uh, but for right now, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast and sticking through all the shenanigans that weren't so much Giants football. But we hope you liked the banter and the conversation. If you did, hit that subscribe button and up, podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can also hit us up on the social media platforms at the Giant Take Pod on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Alex on Twitter at Ianorian23. He'll tweet about the next time the Pistons snap their losing streak against the Nets. I don't know when they play again this season, but it'll probably be a losing streak until they play the Nets, and hopefully it'll snap that. And then I'm on Twitter at Joshua29, and you can go to that for when uh, Syracuse women's basketball gets ranked after their win over Notre Dame on New Year's Eve. I will tweet out that I'm really happy that Syracuse women's basketball gets ranked. So at Joshua29 if you want that tweet. It's up to you. And uh, thank you so much for listening, Alex. We'll tell you the same right now. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, like Josh just said. Um, Hope everyone has a great holiday weekend going up into New Year's Eve. And we will see you, I guess, probably on New Year's Day. Um, I don't know why I just had a voice crack there um, with a recap. Alex, hopefully uh, we're not coming on to this podcast too uh, hyped over New Year's Eve. We're going to be reporting live from Times Square, actually. You'll hear from all Times the- Square will be like, on, you'll see us on your televisions when you go to ABC or CNN live, or whatever. Live from a giant are. take from Times Square. What if we hosted a live stream New Year's party? <laughs> giant take. Giant, we go into the, we go into Times Square. We do Giants trivia with people who are in, we're like, so who is the Giants starting quarterback on Sunday? Or who who started now? We should just go ask, like, hand out chicken cutlets and be like, "Who are you? Who are you?" Oh my God! Yeah. So maybe probably on New Year's Day. Yeah. You know, you continue supporting us. We'll be we'll be on your televisions next New Year's, looking into 2025. All right. Thank you, everyone. Did you say it? Wait, wait. Did you say it though? What you said? The next time we'll see you is on New Year's Day, but you know what you have to say, right? Well, I'll say Happy New Year when we get there. No. We'll see you next year. Next year. Oh, my God. That's such like a dad thing to say, Josh. Oh, my God. That's a you thing to say. I mean, I would say that, but I didn't even think of it. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time next year. Peace. Peace.